0: Hello, and welcome back to the BizFluencer podcast. I'm your host, Donata White. I'm a content marketing and social media marketing expert. I'm also the CEO of Coffee Date Media. We're a content production and social media marketing agency based in North Carolina. And today's episode, we are in the third of our three-part series about fear. And it's one of those things we definitely need to address if we're going to grow and scale our businesses and live the lives that we dream of. So in the first part of this three-part series, we addressed fear in general, what it can make us do, the effects it has on our body, because understanding fear is really important in order to address it and to solve the problems that occur as a result of fear. Fear itself is not a problem. Rather, the effects that it has on our emotions and our decision-making can be problematic, but fear itself is actually meant to be helpful for us. As a species. And if you didn't listen to that episode, go two episodes back from this one and go ahead and listen, just so you get that base level understanding of fear and what it is and what it could possibly do as you're making decisions in your business. Last week, we talked about fear of failure specifically. Because if you listen to part one, you'll remember that there are several flavors of fear that come up often in entrepreneurship. But one of those flavors, one of those categories is fear of failure. And this comes up very, very often. And we discussed it all last week, very in depth. Again, if you missed that episode, go ahead and go back because in today's episode, we are addressing something that's a little bit more abstract, a little bit, not controversial, but some people don't realize how this can be a thing. And that is fear of success, which is extremely, extremely real. So today we're going to talk about what it is and what symptoms it could cause, because you may be experiencing fear of success and the results of that fear without even realizing it. Fear of success can be causing you to do some pretty crazy things in your business. And you may not even realize this is the root cause of it because you think, why would I fear success? So let's just jump right in. Fear of success is a real thing. Let's start there. And it sounds strange because why would you be afraid of the very thing that you're asking for? In business, we set goals and we make plans and we have these dreams about what our business can be. I want to make six figures. I want to make seven figures. I want to have a team of X number of people. I want to have such and such company or such and such person be my client. These are big goals that we have and we make plans for them and we think about them a lot, right? Especially business owners who make a habit of doing mindset work. We think about our goals a lot. This is not something that's a foreign concept. In fact, we may spend a lot of time throughout the day, every day, thinking about our goals. And if you're into the law of attraction, which is something we can do an episode on or an episode or three, (laughs) like we're doing this series on fear. If you're into the law of vibration, the law of attraction, manifestation, things like that, you may be intentionally Thinking about your goals a lot, thinking about how it'll feel when you have that seven figure business, how it will feel when you move to your dream location, when you have your dream house, when you are working for those dream clients, you may be spending a lot of time thinking about what these goals are going to mean for you in your life. And if that sounds like you, you may be in a situation where you're thinking, there is no way I fear success. I spend so much of my day ruminating about these goals that I have, and I don't feel fear when I'm thinking about them. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you're not struggling with fear of success because it shows up a little bit differently than the other types of fear that we've talked about so far. What we talked about in the previous two episodes with generalized fear and then fear of failure specifically, it often shows up in your body in a very specific way. Tightness in the chest, lump in the throat, pit in the stomach. You may get what I like to call spicy armpits, meaning you might start to sweat a little bit. You get those normal physical feelings of fear. You know what that feels like because if you've ever been on a roller coaster, you do it to yourself intentionally in that situation. You know what it feels like and whether you're intentionally or unintentionally causing that feeling in your body, you know what it feels like. But fear of success does not show up that way. Fear of success is much more covert and if you're looking for the physical symptoms of fear in order to diagnose whether you have it or not, you're going to miss it. Because fear of success does not show up in the same way physically as other types of fear do. So when you're thinking about your big goals and you're intentionally meditating on them or visualizing them in order to activate the law of attraction, if that's something you believe in, you're not going to feel physical fear in your body if you have a fear of success. That's not something you're going to experience. Rather, you're going to have to take a look at your patterns of behavior and some of the things that you've been doing in your business in order to determine whether or not you're actually subconsciously struggling with a fear of success, because that's where fear of success shows up. It's not your conscious mind. It's not something that's going to hit you in the body, like fear in another context, Fear of success shows up in your subconscious and it works through your actions. And again, in your decision-making in your business, which is something we've talked about a lot over the last few episodes, how fear affects your decision-making and your behavior. That is where fear of success shows up. But if you have certain of these behaviors, which we'll go over in a second, you may fear success. And it's something you need to address in order to grow and scale your business. Before we go into the diagnostics, how you can figure out whether you fear success or not. I think we should talk about what makes you fear success. Why would you fear being successful? The very thing you're asking for, why would that be scary to you in any way? Number one, much like the fear of failure, you don't actually fear the result. You don't fear the success itself. You fear what the success might mean for you. Success comes with a lot of unknowns. The fact that you've started your business, because if you're listening to this podcast, you are probably a business owner. If you've started your business and you're growing and scaling... And you're dreaming and hoping that that is going to be the case for you. You've never been there before. You probably have not built a business of that level up to this point. It's all brand new and as exciting as the possibility could be for you, because it's brand new, you don't know what it's going to mean for the rest of your life, the other areas of your life. What is it going to mean for your relationships? What is it going to mean for your schedule, your home, your children, What's it going to mean for your social life? What is it going to mean for your body? What is it going to mean for your stress levels, your mental health? You have no idea how this success is actually going to affect you and the other areas of your life. And that can be a scary possibility. Much like the fear of failure, the unknown result of the success is what you are fearful of. It's not the success itself. It's what you think the success might mean for you. A lot of times how this presents itself to the business owners that I work with, the entrepreneurs that I work with as a one-on-one coach, how this comes up is not necessarily that they're worried that their relationships are going to be ruined if they're successful. They're more concerned that they're able to fill the role of the person who has that level of success. So they're not necessarily fearful of the success. Of course, everybody wants you know, a great big booming business and money hitting the bank account every month. That's all wonderful. We all want that as business owners, right? But as somebody who is very concerned with providing the highest quality service or product for your clients, you may be concerned that that level of success is going to take more, is going to require more of you than what you have to give. And that's very scary to think about because you're working toward this goal and then you finally achieve it. And what happens if you get there and you're not able to maintain it because you are not enough. This fear of not being enough shows up as fear of success. And if fear of not being enough is something that you struggle with, it's a little bit easier to identify than a fear of success. If you consistently have a fear of not being enough, this may be one of the ways it's showing up, a fear of success. And we'll talk about the symptoms, the behaviors you might be displaying as a result. Fear of not being enough is a big reason why people fear success. They fear that they're not going to be qualified to maintain or to deserve the level of success that they're hoping for. You may also be fearful of how much this level of success is going to require in order for you to maintain it. It's not that you necessarily fear that you won't be able to maintain this level of success. It's not that you fear That you're unqualified, but rather, is it gonna be too much? Is it gonna be more than what I wanted? Should I be careful of what I wish for? Because is the level of success that I've set as my goal, is the level of success that I desire gonna require too much from me? Am I gonna finally get to this point and hate my life because it's changed so much that everything that I hoped it would be, it's not that? it's too much work, it's too much stress, it's too many people, it's too many requirements, it's too many demands on my time. That is a very legitimate fear. And again, this may not be something that you're consciously thinking about, but when you have a fear of success, you're aware of all of these possibilities in your conscious and your subconscious mind. And the fact that these are possibilities could be causing you to act in a way that makes you appear as if you are fearful of that possibility as if you fear success. So again, you don't fear the success. You fear the consequences. Is this going to require too much from me? Is this more than I want to give? And you won't know because this is not anything you've ever done before. That's the problem because all of this is unknown. You have no way to tell whether or not you are going to be willing and able to maintain that level of success. Once you get it. Again, perfectly legitimate fear, but you're not fearing the success itself. You're fearing the consequences of that success. And this third one is huge. This is one that comes up a lot and it has to do with how we're raised and how our loved ones and our communities think about success or talk about success. And I could do a whole episode on this mindset, which I call the just enough mindset. The just enough mindset is this concept that a lot of us are raised in. Which is, if you are successful enough, it is greedy to ask for and strive for and want more than that. The unwritten rule here is that you should only have goals that give you just enough. And if you have goals that put you beyond that, let's say millionaire status or a house that some might consider too big for your family. Or multiple homes or multiple vacations for a year, if you set your sights beyond what most people consider, quote unquote, just enough, you know, society has things to say about that type of person, don't they? And it starts when we're very, very young. Because many times the people that we love very much, who are great people, who raise us and love us and give us everything they possibly can, we hear them say things like, oh, money doesn't buy happiness oh, so-and-so is a show-off. Did you see that new designer bag? Or, oh, are they buying that house? That's too much house for them. Or are they going on vacation again? Or, oh, that person must be in debt because there's no way they can afford that car. I know what they do for a living. We hear people we love and care about, people we know are good people comment about other people's success negatively when that person appears to have more than they do. And I don't know whether the root of it is jealousy or a true belief that having more means you must be a bad person, but we grow up with the message that desiring a certain level of success makes you a bad person or means that there is something negative about you. And that's not to say that everybody grows up with an unhealthy mindset around success that's more than just enough. Not everybody has this just enough mindset, but a lot of us do. And it's rooted in what we heard about success and especially about money and about wealth when we were young. We were told that money is the root of all evil, which by the way, is not the quote. That quote is from the Bible. And it says, the love of money is the root of all evil. You can have money, but you don't have to love money. And having money doesn't make you evil. But we hear the quote misquoted from the Bible over and over and over again in our childhoods. And what does that do? to us when we want more for ourselves, when we desire things like six and seven and eight figure businesses, that makes us subconsciously question whether we're bad people for wanting it. And I've got a great example of this mindset in action. My husband and I, about six months ago, right after Thanksgiving, we visited the Biltmore estate, which is the largest privately owned home I think at least in America, if not the world, I'm not quite sure. I think it's the United States, the largest privately owned home in the country. This home is 179-ish thousand square feet. It is immense, absolutely monstrously huge. It's beautiful. It's valued at something like $157 million dollars. It's also on 8,000 acres of land in Asheville, North Carolina, which is a whole city of people. So you can imagine the value of this estate. It's beautiful. It's a huge tourist attraction, but it is privately owned. It is not owned by the public. It's not a museum. A family, the same family that built it, some of their descendants own the home today and have opened it up for people to visit, especially during the holidays. They have a beautiful a uh, Christmas display that they do. And they decorate all the rooms and you can tour through. Anyway, we're touring through this beautiful, historic, opulent, crazy expensive mansion that has amazing historical significance. We're walking through seeing the most beautiful, luxurious Christmas decorations you've ever seen in your life. And we walk into the library of the home, stacks and stacks and shelves and shelves of books on two floors a huge, beautiful fireplace that's all decorated and everybody's snapping pictures. And the lady behind me says, well, you would just be happy forever if you could live here, wouldn't you? And I was like, oh, yes. The inner Disney princess Belle in me staring at all those books was like, yes, ma'am, you are correct. (laughs) But then the next words out of her mouth immediately after admiring this beautiful room was, oh, but then you'd have to pay that electric bill. And I was just shocked that that was the next thought that came out of her mouth. And I said, ma'am, I think if you lived here, you would never even see the electric bill. Meaning if you were rich enough to own this place, you would definitely have someone taking care of your bills for you. And she said, oh no, don't you know all these rich people are all in debt? Keep in mind, someone's paying the electric bill because the lights are on. We're in the room with the lights on. Clearly the bill is getting paid. So someone's paying the bill. We've also all heard the spiel about how it is privately owned. And it's not owned by creditors. It's not owned by the state. It's not owned by the county. It's owned by people who are related to the person who had this home built. Despite having all of that evidence around her, somehow this woman was so indoctrinated with this thought that rich people are in debt and nobody really has any of this. And oh, it's just a burden to own this much. So much of that internal subconscious fear of success that despite the evidence around her, that yes, people are this wealthy. Yes, they keep the lights on. And yes, they own it free and clear. She would say that This home is a burden and it causes debt. I mean, keep in mind that everybody in this room, thousands of people have purchased tickets to just walk through the house for an hour. This is not a liability by any means. This is an asset. This is a booming business. It's just baffling that so many of us grow up with that same attitude toward success. It's a burden, it's a liability. It's not what it seems to be. It's all smoke and mirrors. No one really has that level of success despite the evidence we have to the contrary. And I tell this story not to, you know, talk trash about this lady because she just represents so many people that we know and love who give us these messages every single day. So not only are you dealing with other people's messaging about success and what it would mean and how much of a burden it would be for you, you've internalized that And you're fighting against that every day, subconsciously. You may have the conscious goal to have a six or seven figure business, but subconsciously you've heard so often that that level of success is a burden that you're afraid of it. You're afraid of reaching that level of success because of the unknown burden that it might come with. You may also be afraid consciously or subconsciously about what these loved ones are going to say if you reach that level of success. What are they going to say if they find out you're a millionaire? What are they going to say if they find out you work part-time in your business and make six figures a year? What are they going to say about me? Are they going to say the same things about me that they said about all of those other successful people throughout the years? Am I now going to be in the category of bad people that they don't like, that they talk trash about when they're not in the room? Even if your loved ones would never do that to you, that is something that you could be contending with. In your fear of success, are they going to talk about me like they've talked about so many others? You may be worried about what this is going to mean for your relationships. If you're in a certain type of community or a certain type of culture, depending on how your family is, you may be worried that a certain level of financial success is going to result in many, many, many family members asking for money and depending on you in a way that you're not able to maintain. You may be afraid that as soon as you get something... People are going to swoop in and try to take it away. These are all subconscious fears that you may be having. We keep them in the bucket of fear of success, but it's not really the success that you're fearing. Again, you're fearing what the consequences of the success might be. And here's how you can tell. Now, I'm sure after talking about all of those different types of consequences, you may have been able to pinpoint some that you think are pretty scary. You may have been able to pinpoint some that you may be wrestling with. But if you're still wondering, do I have a fear of success? Another way to tell is taking a look at your behavior. Fear of success doesn't show up as physical fear that you can feel in your body. It shows up in your behavior. And one of the biggest ways it does so is when you procrastinate or sabotage things that could possibly lead to success. Here's what I mean. Sending an email to pitch a product or service to a big client is really not that hard of a task you probably have given your spiel a hundred times. All you have to do is type the email and hit send. It's maybe a 10 to 15 minute, 30 minute. If you're writing a really long email from scratch, it's a short, easy task. You don't have to interact with any other human beings. You can type it out exactly as you want. Sending an email pitch is not a hard thing to do. Theoretically, But if you have a fear of success, it is a very hard thing to do. And if you are procrastinating, sending out pitches, sending out invoices, if you're procrastinating, going to networking events where you might meet someone who can help push your business along, you may be experiencing a fear of success. You may be subconsciously procrastinating or putting off tasks that can push your business forward. If you find yourself doing this, really think about meditate on journal through these fear of success Ideas. Are you having a fear of success and how is it showing up? Because procrastinating or putting off tasks that can propel your business forward when there's really no good reason to put them off, that is how fear of success shows up. Fear of success also shows up if you are sabotaging opportunities that you do get. Intentionally or unintentionally underperforming, getting an opportunity and then canceling, or getting the opportunity and doing just enough to get paid but never following up with that client. Sabotaging the opportunities you do have so that you have a way to justify your lack of success. Oh, I was never going to be good enough for this opportunity anyway. See, I tried and I failed. Oh no, it's all over now. Sabotaging the opportunities you do have gives your subconscious a way to justify you staying where you are. It gives your subconscious a way to justify your lack of success and staying away from that unknown that you're so afraid of. So your subconscious will find sneaky little ways to sabotage the opportunities that you do get, or it will prevent you from having the motivation or the willpower or the excitement to do tasks that could potentially push you forward. So if you're finding that for no good reason at all, you just can't seem to do the things you know you need to do in order to move your business forward, if you're not sending those pitch emails. If you're not taking those podcast interviews, if you're not showing up for the media features or you're not networking or you're not showing up on social media, you can't seem to come up with anything to post on your Instagram or, oh, I don't feel like going on Instagram today because I don't really want to be on the internet. If there's really no good reason why you're doing all of those things, if there's not some other underlying problem, you may be experiencing a fear of success. It may be that you don't want to take that next step because what if that means you get what you want? What if that means you're successful? What if that next step leads to the step after it and the step after it and the step after it and you keep moving forward until you get what it is you want and then you're successful and then what? Unknown. We don't know. And that unknown is what's so scary. So your subconscious is trying to prevent you from moving in that direction. If you're finding that you are having a hard time doing the things you know you need to do in your business... To move it forward, to grow it, to take chances, you may be experiencing a fear of success. You may also be simultaneously experiencing a fear of failure. These are not mutually exclusive. You can have both at the same time. As a business owner, that is not unusual. You could be afraid of taking the next step and failing at it. You could be afraid of taking the next step and being successful at it. Either way, what happens when you give in to that fear? You don't take the next step. Either way, when you're fearful, whether it's a fear of failing at the thing or a fear of being successful at the thing, when your fear takes over, your response is to freeze. So what's important here, when you find yourself freezing, when you find yourself not making the decisions you need to make in your business is to identify what type of fear it is and come up with some way to address it for yourself. Again, whether that's meditation, affirmations, Therapy, visualizing, talking with other business owners, networking, whatever it is that helps you move past or move through that fear point, the result is the same, whether it's fear of failure, fear of success, or fear of something else. The result is that you take the step. When you move through the fear, you take the step forward. When you remain in the fear, you remain where you're at. So we have to find some sort of solutions. And we've already talked about those in the previous few episodes. Things like, Making decisions ahead of time so that you don't have to make the decision in the moment when you're feeling fearful. Things like meditation and affirmations and other mindset work that allows you to recognize the fear, experience the fear, and then do the thing anyway. Things like getting a coach. This is a lot of what I coach my clients through. Things like getting a coach who can help you make a plan and then take the 10 to 20 seconds to be brave and pull the trigger on that plan and execute when you need to whatever type of support it is that you need. And even if it's support, figuring out what type of fear or what type of symptoms you're experiencing, it's really important that you do that. Now, I'm always here to help you. You can find me on Instagram. You can shoot me an email. I'm happy to help you work through this. And if it's something that's ongoing, perhaps a coaching relationship is something that you need. Whether it's me or whether it's somebody else, you need to find a way to identify Address and move through the fears that you are experiencing. Because fear has really devastating consequences for our businesses. The decisions we make, the decisions we don't make, the actions we take, the actions we don't take in our businesses, all driven by whether or not we're letting the fear dictate our next move. Now, this is no judgment on whether you choose to do or not do something, this is not a judgment about. What level of success is correct for you? You could be perfectly content and happy with where you are right now. And I hope you're feeling that way. But if you want more and your fear is keeping you from it, that is an issue. If you're happy where you're at, wonderful. If you're making a conscious decision to not go toward a certain path, wonderful. I love conscious decisions. I love business owners who really take stock of what they want and make decisions according to their priorities. That's amazing. But don't trick yourself. Don't allow yourself to say, oh, I didn't really want that anyway, when you know you want it anyway, and you're allowing your fear to overestimate the benefit of staying where you're at instead of making the decision and moving toward what it is you want. Fear-led action or fear-led inaction, that is what we want to avoid. So if you can identify and address and move through your fears in a way that's appropriate for you. I think you'll find that your decision-making becomes more clear. You're taking action that's more aligned with your goals and your priorities. And that's what we want. So whether it's a fear of success, a fear of failure, or some other kind of fear altogether, I hope we addressed it in the last three episodes. So thanks so much for listening to this podcast episode. If you clicked on this on YouTube, go ahead and like and subscribe to this channel. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and leave a review if you can, or wherever it is you listen to podcasts, leave a review, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a single episode, and I will see you in the next one. Bye.